0: Welcome to another episode of Zonecast. Today, we will be discussing how to build a JavaScript based web application from scratch. This will be the first of a series of episodes in which we will be walking you through this process.
1: And to uh, start off with this, we have Johan Gomez with us. Johan is a senior engineer of our organization and. Today he'll be discussing the first steps that we need to take when we are building a JavaScript web application.
0: So, Johan, can you tell us
2: where should we start? Okay. So when it comes to client-side heavy web applications, we have to decide the browser versions uh, which we are targeting to support. So in that case, first off, you have to decide uh, what ECMAScript versions are supported by each browser. For an example, uh, IE older browsers like IE 7 and 8 support only ECMAScript 3. And uh, when it comes to newer browsers like IE11 and so on, they support uh, uh, ECMAScript 5 and uh, browsers like Chrome and Firefox support uh, even the latest version of ECMAScript, which is ES6. Uh, Let
0: me interrupt you, Johan, first, can you tell us what ECMAScript is?
2: Okay, ECMAScript is the specification for client-side scripting languages and JavaScript is one of the implementation of ECMAScript specification so uh, there are several specifications available up until now the most recent version which is uh, uh, implemented partially by browsers is ES6 and the coming up version is uh, ES7 and again the uh, commonly supported uh, overall in uh, most of the browsers uh, the version would be ES5 so if you are to support say majority of the browsers, you have to use ES5 at the moment, but this might change over the years.
1: So now we have uh, picked our browser version and probably the browsers that we are going to support and then the next step would be to pick what the ECMAScript version that we are going to support. So in again that we are selecting which browser version that we are going to support. So uh, what comes after that, what would be the next step?
2: okay so when you are developing the application you might be developing the application uh, without using any frameworks or else you can uh, either use frameworks like react js or else angular js likewise there are so many frameworks available which will make your job easier so uh, if you are building a large scale apl- application uh, i prefer uh, if If you guys use uh, any of these frameworks, so it'll make the things really easy
0: Uh, In terms of environment setup uh, does that require any thought?
2: Yeah, of course now uh, When you are using one of these frameworks and building your web application uh, You can either set it up on your own You can get all these dependencies and create all the folder structures and implement ground up Mm-hmm. or else you can straight up use a generator or else a boilerplate code so a generator uh, w- a well-known generator is yeoman so there. are what you have to do is uh, you have to first of install yeoman and again there are so many templates available over there you can install either of those templates and uh, with that template uh, in the console you you can invoke that and it will be asking you a few questions okay like uh, what is the project name? So uh, do you need CSS preprocessing? And are you using TypeScript likewise? So it'll ask these questions and it'll generate the project structure and the base code for you. So then you can kickstart your web application implementation straight up. Or else uh, if uh, you are using a, a boilerplate code, uh, it will be somewhat like a project structure pre-created uh, they are uh, straight up you have this code base and you can start implementing on top of that
0: okay so the only difference between a boilerplate and uh, a, a generator would be that a generator would be asking you a few questions and you would be deciding on what technologies what your stack would be right
2: yes uh, then you have the handle of uh, only uh, getting whatever the required dependencies for yourself say now uh, in a particular instance uh, if you are taking a uh, boilerplate you might be getting whole lot of libraries and unwanted things but uh, in a Yeoman generator you can always uh, filter out whatever the things you don't need and you can uh, select whatever the dependencies you need plus you get the capability of combining these technologies and creating your own build process and uh, getting everything uh, started on your own.
1: So you uh, spoke of uh, boilerplates, and then uh, you spoke of the Yeoman generator, which you can use to generate the project. Uh, apart from these two, are, are there any other tools that you need when you are setting up your project?
2: OK, so uh, in uh, JavaScript-based uh, web application development, you might have to set up your development environment first off so if you are using either of those frameworks or any of the other libraries you might have to uh, install uh, node.js first off node.js is a chromium v8 engine based uh, implementation uh, where you get to run javascript code in your uh, command line environment so This is required because uh, in your web application development you might have to implement build processes where uh, when it comes to large-scale applications there might be several tasks which you have to run like CSS minification, JavaScript minification and so on. And again you might require a package manager to get all these dependencies for your project. So for that purpose even we'll be using NPM which is Node Package Manager which comes along with Node.js.
1: So, if I may put that into a nutshell, we are using Node.js and NPM to, because first of all, we need to build our application and also because we are, we will be using other libraries developed by people in the open source community, right? If I may put that into perspective, like NPM has like millions and millions of packages developed by uh, other people who we can, who, which are like at our fingertips to be used by us in our own application right
2: yes of course uh, when it comes to uh, npm uh, there are so many packages available and again you can even contribute to uh, that repository straight up uh, just by adding whatever the libraries you are developing within your project so there might be so so many reusable components within your project as well which you can contribute to npm and again you can install them via that so then your code again will be modular plus you'll be contributing to open source community.
1: Have you done any open source com- uh, contributions yourself?
2: Yes, of course. I've recently built this uh, a generator, uh, which is based on Newman, uh, where you get to build uh, TypeScript-based, node packages, uh, actually libraries, and again, power uh, components. So you guys again can use that generator if you are building a node library.
1: Now, we have uh, set up our application, we have chosen our browser and everything. Say as of, as my first module, uh, I want to add a carousel to the page. Uh, How would you do that?
2: Okay, so adding a carousel, so you can straight up build your own carousel as well, right? So that will be cumbersome because you have to uh, write all these code and you are lazy, right? so
1: of course
2: (laughs) (laughs) what we can do is we can straight up get a library uh, which is open sourcely available there are so many libraries uh, like jquery plugins and so on and you can download that and put it in your project and refer it so is it the correct way i would say wrong Uh, so what we have to do is we have to use uh, node package manager which i mentioned earlier Uh, with that you can uh, Uh, import all these dependencies uh, like uh, jquery ui plugins or whatever the carousel plugins which you want Uh, so there is a nice carousel available uh, uh, which is called slick carousel so you can straight up uh, install it via uh, node package manager and use it within your project so then what will happen is uh, you don't have to commit all these artifacts related stuff to your a project code base and again your code again will be clean uh, where you can straight up require these dependencies and use it within your project.
1: And also maybe if you are using some static code analysis, all the errors from those external libraries won't be reflected on your code as well, right?
2: Yes, of course, that again is a a good thing, Uh, plus uh, it's always better to use a package manager rather than having all these static library references here and there within your project.
1: So, in terms of performance, how would you say, does it make a difference if we are using libraries from as static references or as imports from other, other outside? I mean using NPM?
2: So, it doesn't differ because uh, the same library would be used in both the cases. The only thing is that your code will be clean and again, uh, within your build processes, you'll be able to integrate it and minify it within your project or whatever the artifacts you are building. So I would say always go ahead with package managers if you have the option. Uh, but then again, there might be library, libraries which you uh, uh, like, which, which are not available uh, straight up uh, uh, in the package managers. So, what you can do is you can either create your private package and put it in that and reuse it uh, without just having a static reference. So, there is always option to go ahead with the package manager rather than having uh, static references.
1: And then again, uh, you have the option of uh, linking these resources through a CDN, right? CDN means uh, a content delivery network which might be hosted elsewhere. So, like I've known that uh, jQuery, you can... uh, directly reference jquery from their cdn and use it in your project so how does that refer to uh, i mean relate against uh, using a package manager
2: okay so that is again option but uh, first thing is that we don't get all the libraries like that right or everything is not available in cdn and the second point is to get everything all these dependencies via cdn you need internet. So if you are running an offline web application in an intranet then you might not be able to use the CDN links because they won't be able to access all these li- third party libraries via internet. So the best option I would prefer is to go ahead with a uh, uh, o- p- package manager or else if you have a specific need of using a CDN that again would be fine plus CDN has uh, good parts as well. Because uh, if you are using a CDN, say now, if you are referring to jQuery, uh, if most sites are referring to that same file which you are referring, it might be cached in your browser itself. So, then you don't have to re-download it for your application and it will be used throughout the uh, other applications as well.
0: Uh, But uh, do you think there will be issues because you have to manually include all of the CSS and JavaScript in your project unlike… if you use a generator or something, you know, or NPM, it'll automatically do that for you.
2: Yes, of course, uh, that that is the problem I mentioned, if we are using static references like that, we have to always maintain the dependency list and so on. But uh, when it comes to packages uh, uh, downloaded via NPM or any other repository, Then what will happen is it will maintain everything, all these dependencies for you and it will identify whether this is a development dependency or a a dependency which you need to ship to client. So likewise, there are so many options available with those uh,
0: package managers. Okay, so today we have discussed about getting started with our own JavaScript-based web application from scratch. So uh, we talked about uh, deciding the browser, which uh, ECMAScript version to use and how we set up the environment. And we discussed about boilerplate. We talked about generators, and we even talked about package management. So a very big thank you to Johan for walking us through this process. In the next episode, we'll be talking about uh, the best practices when it comes to implementing this application. So thank you very much for listening in.